Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Sarah Germain Lilly. And I'm Sean Stefanik. This week, we bring you Gays Against Guns, the State of the Union, in the face of our American gun violence epidemic. We cover Gays Against Guns in action at the St. Pat's Day for All Parade in Sunnyside, Queens, where GAG marched with New York State Attorney General Letitia James and community members fighting for inclusion of LGBTQ people. And we marched with NYCAN, N-Y-C-A-N, the New Yorkers campaigning against nuclear weapons. It was a perfect message and a perfect partnership for our times because guns and nuclear weapons are both weapons of mass destruction and a very real existential threat. Next up, Libby Edwards brings us the latest gun violence prevention news. Many in the gun violence prevention movement were disappointed by last week's ruling in the suit brought against the National Rifle Association by New York Attorney General Letitia James. The case began early in August 2020 when Ms. James stated that the NRA, which is chartered in New York, was fraught with fraud and abuse that went unchecked for decades while top executives funneled millions into their own pockets. The suit alleged that the NRA had illegally diverted more than $64 million away from its charitable mission and had failed to comply with numerous state and federal laws. James detailed how four senior leaders, including Executive Vice President and CEO Wayne LaPierre, utilized the NRA's funds for personal use and to award no-show contracts to close associates and family, as well as paying hush money to former employees to buy their silence. The suit sought to obtain repayment to the organization of all the misused funds and in what the organization referred to as an existential lawsuit, further sought to completely dissolve the NRA. In response to the original filing, five months later, the NRA sought to file a bankruptcy in New York and reorganize in the gun-friendly state of Texas. However, the NRA presented itself as a solvent and growing organization capable of repaying its creditors, and in 2021, a federal judge describing some of the details about the NRA that had come to light during the trial as cringeworthy, deemed that it was not a proper use of the bankruptcy code and denied their petition on the grounds that it was an improper effort to gain an unfair litigation advantage. While this ruling seemed to provide a leg up in the New York case, last week Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Joel Cohen denied James's attempt to dissolve the NRA, stating that while the case offered a grim story of greed, self-dealing, and lax financial oversight, the financial irregularities did not directly affect the NRA's ability to serve its members, and closing the organization would impinge on the free speech and assembly rights of its millions of members. While four of the Attorney General's claims were tossed out, 14 more claims remain and include seeking the ouster of Mr. LaPierre. Ms. James said her office would continue to pursue its long-standing case against the fraud, abuse, and greed exhibited by the NRA and its senior leadership 
and they are currently reviewing the legal options. During the State of the Union speech, referring to Russia, President Biden stated, while it shouldn't have taken something so terrible for people around the world to see what's at stake, now everyone sees it clearly. Ironically, this can also be said about gun violence in the United States. When Joe Biden was on the campaign trail, he promised to take steps to end the epidemic of gun violence in this country. He has repeatedly used the phrase, let's get this done. Sadly, things are not getting done. Since Biden took office, over 50,000 people have lost their lives to gun violence, and over 44,000 have been Following injured. Following the State of the Union address at a Guns Down America rally in Washington, D.C., faster action was urged by survivor Greg Jackson, Senator Chris Murphy, activists Poe Murray and Ivor Volsky, and Senator Richard Blumenthal. 1.4 miles from here in 2013, um, I was shot as an innocent bystander here in Washington. And I'll never forget, you know, waking up in that hospital room and turning on CNN and realizing that while I was fighting for my life, Senate had just failed to pass the, the critical background checks bill. Because we are at a logjam in the United States Senate, the burden on the administration to step up and take action um, is great. This administration can do more. This administration should do more. We have been working so hard and uh, building a coalition of support from survivors and families and other allies in this movement to try to get this body of government here on Capitol Hill to take action to save lives. I think we're all here because we recognize that the gun violence epidemic has really reached crisis levels in this country. And the growth of that crisis really demands a higher level of leadership from this Congress and from this administration. In 2018, my nephew, Alex Schachter, went to school. He was doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing when a killer shot through his door. By the end, 17 people were dead. And this all could have been prevented if we would take some common sense action. Four years ago, my beautiful boy, Ethan, walked out of our home and out of our lives. He walked to our neighbor's house, and he was shot with a unsecured gun. For four years, I've been told to wait. Wait for what? Another child to be killed? Another family shattered? Another community destroyed? Victims and survivors are tired of waiting. They're tired of words. Gun violence is an epidemic. We will join you in urging Congress, do your job. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gaze Against Gun Show, here on listener-sponsored commercial free radio, WBAI 99.5. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. Next, Sean Stefanik with this week's In Memoriam. In remembrance of Karen Friedstrom, 74 years old, January 11th, 2022, Portland, Oregon. 
Police found Karen Friedstrom shot and killed in her home she shared with her 47-year-old son. Officers heard shots elsewhere on the property and found that the shooter had turned the gun on himself. Police reports alleged that Karen Friedstrom was shot and killed in her home by her son in a murder-suicide. She is remembered for her playful sculptures and dedication to supporting fellow artists. Karen Friedstrom was a longtime member of the Artistic Portland Co-op Gallery, whose multimedia work transformed vintage food tins and other recycled materials into button-eyed robots, potly ghosts, and clockwork owls. Everyone's shocked. We really will miss her, said Jen Cook Chrysos, another artist at the gallery. She was just central to the whole operation. It's hard to imagine what's going to happen without her. Karen Friedstrom spent hours perfecting the rotating window displays at the Northeast Portland Gallery, which has about 25 members and designed promotions to attract new patrons to the shop. She served as the co-op's events chair, said Cook Crisos, and attended Reynolds High School and Portland Community College, according to her social media account. A member of the gallery since 2013, Karen also worked with the Beaumont Middle School to foster arts in the community. According to artist David Leonard, quote, Karen's death has been difficult for all of us, he said. Her upcycled art, Tinkerware, was whimsical and brought joy to so many people. We all miss her very much. We remember you, Karen Friedstrom, and we honor you today. Thank you, Libby, for the news, and thanks, Sean. Sean Stefanik and Gays Against Guns were at the St. Pat's Day for All Parade in Sunnyside, Queens. How was the parade, Sean? It was marvelous. It was a beautiful day. It was pretty warm. There were a lot of people out, you know, since it was outside, we were, you know, pretty maskless for the most part. Lots of smiles, lots of joy, so much of that going around. And, you know, getting a chance to be with our gag family is always a blessing. And it was just wonderful. That's great. And I I heard that you had the pleasure of marching with Tish James. Uh, What was that like? That was pretty awesome. She is, of course, a very inspiring lady. She gave this terrific, there were a few speeches that were given before we actually uh, stepped off, as they say, in the marching biz. And her speech was beautiful and all-inclusive and about everybody there, for everybody there. And you know, as, you know, love and solidarity and inclusiveness is what we are there for. You really felt that when she joined us. And we, and as we know, she's always been a very big supporter of Gays Against Guns and nothing felt greater than having her standing there with us. And I, I gotta say, you know, holding the banner as I was one of the people doing so, she stood right next to me. So, yeah. Well, you know, because <laughs> that's how you roll. <laughs> yes, you just kind of go with it, and you know. Yeah, that's you know. <laughs> cool. yeah, that's great. 
yeah, our next clip is uh, Michael Vasulo. He is actually one of the fabulous Miss Letitia James's uh, um, assistants in her office. He is um, he he couldn't really give us too much uh, insight as to what's going on with uh, with what she has going on, but he did offer some excellent uh, words of inspiration. And we were very lucky to have him with us in the March as well. Great. And then you spoke to Virginia as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Virginia had uh, some great words to say, you know, we, it was more like a conversation really that she and I had more of a catching up slash what's going on in the gun violence prevention, you know, world and at large, how even how some of that really goes into the war that's going on over in Ukraine. You know, this is just such a universal thing that we're dealing with and that we're watching go down. It's almost unavoidable, you know, to to go down that road and to, you know, talk about that and think about that when we're still really engulfed in this gun violence prevention. We're looking forward to hear it, hearing it. Let's give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sean Stefanik here with Gays Against Guns. We have just marched in the St. Pat's for All parade, and we were joined by the fabulous Letitia Tish James. And I'm here now with Michael Vasulo, one of the men working for her offices. Yes. And I have a few questions to ask for Radio Gag. Michael, thank you for coming out here today. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. This was lovely. This is a, a great parade, and we're, we're so happy to have marched with you all. Thank you. We are very happy to have you marching with us. We are very happy to have had Letitia marching with us. How long have you been working with her? Just... Just over three weeks, so very new, brand new to the, the to the team, and really excited to hit the ground running. That's pretty exciting, I can imagine. So you had mentioned that you are in fact a gay against guns. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I am a gay against guns. Um, you know, I think there's a scourge of gun violence, you know, across the U.S. Uh, and you know, it, it's a serious health epidemic that we need to really tackle. And so, being somebody in the LGBTQ community who was coming out when Pulse. Uh, the Pulse shooting happened was really, really, you know, a reminder to me that we have to do more, that, you know, it's not enough for us to support LGBTQ members coming out. We have to fight for our existence, you know, especially trans folks, especially the scourge of gun violence. So, um, you know, we're happy to partner with you all. And, and Tish has been a, a strong advocate against gun violence and, and just really, really support your group. She certainly is, and it's amazing the things that she has done and the path that she's leading against the NRA, especially. That's really going against like the ultimate enemy with all of that. Is there anything that you can tell us that you've learned in your three short weeks with her just yet? Yeah, that you know, I, I don't want to go into specifics, but I, but you know, the the biggest thing that I've learned about Tish is that she will not bow, she will not break, and she will not be bullied. And um, I, I think that's the, the the approach we have to take in our own lives to the toxic forces that try to drag us backwards, whether that's the NRA, whether that's abusers in our state. Um, we have to do that across the board. And I'm just, you know, super thankful. So thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you so much, Michael. Onward, we march together. Thank Onward. you. Thank Onward. you. Thank you. Okay, and now I am here with gagger Virginia Vitsum, who we have not heard on Radio Gag for about a second. So I'm very excited to be talking with her today, right after we have just marched in the St. Pat's for All Parade. Hey, Virginia, how are you doing today? Hello, Sean. I'm doing great. Awesome. It is great to see you again with Gag for the first time in a while. You know, the world has been what it is, and we've been in a pandemic and all that good stuff. Is this your first time marching with St. Pat's for All? No, I was here two years ago. It was one of my last uh, before times, joyful days. I watched. I marched with NICAN uh, two years ago, New York Committee to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. How was that? 
it was wonderful. And, and this time it was nice that Gays Against Guns marched with NICAN and as, as uh, Robert Krumquist, who works with both groups, pointed out, it's a real continuum of, uh, of violence to the kind of more personal, individual Second Amendment we have here to just the might makes right of the world at large that we're seeing now. You are absolutely right, and especially because, especially with the horror and the chaos that's going on over in Europe, guns and nuclear weapons do tend to go hand in hand. So what are, are there any similarities that you can find, especially with the government or the world at large, with this problem of violence concerning both guns and nuclear warfare? Well, one thing I'm, I'm very torn about in activism right now is it's very hard not to be cheering for the Ukrainian people who are standing up to a dictator in a very brave way. And you'd think, what would I do? You know, I, I think I would, I'm a pacifist, I'm, I'm not that brave, I think I would run away. So I'm moved by all these citizens saying that, oh, it's, it's, it's all our, our responsibility to fight for our country. But at the same time, Handing all the civilians AK-47s is very distressing because I think, okay, so what is that, what is Ukraine going to look like after this war is over and every single citizen has assault weapons? It's, it's very distressing and, and confusing because you want, you want people to stand up to Putin um, and it doesn't really feel like there's a great pacifist, non-violent way to do that. That's very true. I mean, honestly, I feel the same. I'm extremely torn, quite frankly, with a lot of that as well. I even, you know, had been posting something recently on social media about mm -hmm. melting assault rifles instead of banning books, which is a wonderful thing, I think, to go by personally. But then I have people books aren't saying... Books are going to stop tanks. Yeah. Right. Books won't stop tanks. Unfort and the unfortunate thing is that you're going to have people that come up against you and say, why don't you tell that to Ukraine? And it's like... You know what, though? The situation is different. Here in the States, it wasn't really a problem over there. And in any case... Um, no, absolutely. No, I, I, I... Of course, there's... It's a very particular thing that's happening in the Ukraine and the particular thing that's happening in the United States that are already grotesque levels of gun deaths are rising. Um, is a, a completely different thing, and the new conservative Supreme Court just tipping over into this um, in uh, just wrong interpretation of the Second Amendment that it means you get to have a gun to protect your stuff rather than the well-regulated militia is is heartbreaking and wrong-headed and I don't have much confidence in the Supreme Court. I think I think it's going to get worse. You know, the difference being that no one's ever going to be trying to conquer us the way that they're the way that Putin's trying to conquer the Ukrainians. People clutch to their guns saying you're not going to get rid of my guns unless you pry it from my cold dead fingers. You know, acting like that could happen, but we ha I think 
honestly, and I one would seriously hope, as I know we both hope, that the reality is in this country, like not not by a long shot would we ever see that. So that's another reason why I think that people cling to that. You're following this, you know, almost as if you're being told to. Like a lot of people seem to follow the Second Amendment because it's like they were told to, rather than is that what you really think? Because when you look at something realistically, we're not going to have Putin coming over after us. He wouldn't have the shenanigans. Right. And I think the, the, sadly, I think the fear that's mongered here isn't so much you need your guns to stand up to a foreign country. I think it's you need your guns uh, d- to defend your property against non-white people. I, I think it's a different fear-mongering, um, quite ugly, and as we all know in Gays Against Guns, a big lie that you are safer with a gun. It's the exact opposite. And, um, yeah. Thanks so much, Virginia. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show, here on listener-sponsored commercial-free radio, WBAI, 99.5 FM, and streaming. We are here every Tuesday at 2.30, bringing you the latest in gun violence prevention movement news. And you can listen to our podcasts at any time on your favorite podcast network. To find out more about working with us, please go to gaysagainstguns.net or follow us at Gays Against Guns NY on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. And be sure to check out our website to learn more about our gag chapters located nationwide, such as Orlando, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and San Francisco. And come to a meeting. Here in New York, we are now meeting once a month on Thursday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LBGT Center on 13th Street and virtually. Our next meeting is coming up at the end of March and we will be planning all kinds of great action and protests. So please join us. Everyone is welcome at any and all gag events. And another way to get involved is by becoming a WBAI buddy. A WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. And really, folks, it's just a modest monthly contribution can really help keep us on air here at WBAI to bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. And that number again is uh, 212-209-2950, or you can go to give the numeral to WBAI.org. That's give to WBAI.org. And thank you. Now it's time to finish the show with our Hell Yeahs, where we celebrate some of our favorite sheroes and heroes of the week. Hell yeah! Dish James for marching with gays against guns. Hell yeah! And hell yeah to Senator Chris Murphy for calling out the White House to take action against gun violence. Hell yeah! Yeah! Yay! And hell yeah to gag and to St. Pat's for all for a wonderful day and a gagging good time. 
Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, and we are back next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows at any time on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. We leave you with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. So pitiful the NRA, a cult of guns and greed, and Congress only blocks the way and watches while we bleed. America, America, 100 die each day in suicide and homicide, and all we do is pray. So pitiful, the KKK still marching in their sheets, while Michael Brown and Freddie Gray get murdered in the streets. America, America, you just can't get it right. Why can't we see equality for black and brown and white? So pitiful, the toxic Trump, you lie with every word. You Russian whore, you stupid chump, your cabinet is absurd. America, America, it's just a TV show. It's comedy and tragedy, how could we?